Worship at Home, Sunday the 3rd of September 2023, the 13th Sunday after Trinity. The Bible reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 to the end. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Today's Gospel reading, which I haven't included in this podcast, is um, the part in uh, Matthew chapter 16 where Jesus says to his disciples, uh, If you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Now, if that is a command on how to live as a Christian, this passage by Paul writing to the Romans tells us something of how that actually feels to take up the cross and follow Jesus. How relentless the giving and the outpouring of Christ and Christ's love to others, how relentless that can feel in practice, both easily to those we love, but with more difficulty to those who uh, we struggle with. Even more difficult is it to show that sort of love to those who persecute us. Now, I want to be clear that this passage is not about any sort of submission as a Christian or weakness. 
Uh, it is about clarity of purpose. It's about how the strength we hold in God's love. Sometimes we get this wishy-washy idea of Christians as always being lovely, always turning the other cheek, as if even if somebody is awful to us, we, we just have to lap it up and keep loving them. That's not true and that is not the same as standing there in the strength of God's love and praying somebody who is abuse praying for somebody who is abusing us is not the same as accepting their behavior or um, accepting that abuse or a different truth about us it's not easy and it's not comfortable when we deal um, with difficult situations um, what this passage above all, uh, particularly that bit at the end, I always think, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's not about fighting fire with fire. It is fighting fire with water. Um, it is exercising what has been described by some people as radical hospitality. It is about showing God's love hospitality, uh, clothing the, the, the naked, feeding the hungry, uh, however they are towards us. Now I feel as if I'm waffling on. This passage in many ways simply speaks for itself. I could just slowly read it through and not preach at all. In fact, that's largely what I'm planning to do in my church services today. I'm giving a copy of this passage to everybody who is in attendance with two highlighter stickers. I'm going to read through it and suggest to them that they use those stickers to uh, highlight one sentence that really speaks to them or strikes them in the first paragraph and one that speaks to them in the second paragraph. And I would invite you to do the same too. You could open this up in your Bibles, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to the end. Or indeed, as I send this podcast out by email and on Facebook, um, I will be putting a copy of the passage there too. Take time to read it through. Take time to think, right, what one thing jumps out of the first paragraph? what one thing particularly speaks to me in the second paragraph. Now I'm talking about paragraphs and um, that can be a matter of dispute when it comes to Bible translation, except that here um, the paragraphs are rightly, according to all major translations, separated into two separate paragraphs. The first one, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And it goes on. It's really quite inward looking in terms of the Christian life. How, if you like, life in church or those who know Christ should be, um, it should be managed towards each other. Uh, love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honour. Do not lack in zeal, be ardent in spirit serve the Lord. So there's something about what we should be able not only to uh, show in ourselves but see in each other. Slightly inward looking in terms of the Christian life. The second paragraph is more outward looking. 
how the Christian community relates to others. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. One of the Bible commentators I looked at on this said that that weep with those who weep is a good example of, yes, you go to the funerals of those who aren't Christians and grieve for them with your non-Christian friends. Yes, you offer hospitality beyond the borders of your Christian friends. Yes, you even show Christ's love to those who persecute you or bully you. But no, you don't seek to avenge that behaviour. That is God's work. Do not where is it? I'm just looking that beloved never avenge yourselves but leave room for the wrath of God for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay it says the Lord no if your enemies are hungry feed them if they're thirsty give them something to drink I actually think there's something uh, uh, deeply powerful about this um, because you just listen to that again never avenge yourselves but leave room for the wrath of God. Now, which do you think is more powerful? Your own vengeance and actions and how you would mete it out to those of you who've wronged it or the wrath of God? I think there's an easy answer in this. Now, this uh, chapter, when we turn into Romans chapter 13, goes on to talk about the authorities as also. So that's our civic authorities. Uh, the necessity for a state to be managed and to have some authority, not so much in vengeance, but in, uh, I suppose, crime and punishment, you could put it. Uh, again, it is a message that we don't, because of God's word or our beliefs, uh, become vigilantes or individuals shouldn't be seeking their own vengeance. And for us, that stays firmly in the remit of understanding that above all authority, above our individual need sometimes to feel vindicated or um, that we've won in a situation, and even above the actions of an authority of seeing those who've committed crime punished or this sort of thing, there is that greater uh, truth that we stand in, firm in the promises of God's power and God's love, that even when we are victims of wrongdoing, persecution or, or evil behaviour, uh, we are vindicated in the eyes of God. We stand firm in his truth, not our own. So I suggested and will be suggesting today looking at two particular verses that stand out. So I'll finish with the two that I started at verse 9 and verse 21 and would uh, encourage you to spend time with this passage today, reading it slowly and realising just how much of it relates to um, how we live our lives as Christians in the security and knowledge of God's love, whatever it is that we're facing. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast 
to what is good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Today's prayers are taken from David Adams' themed intercessions on courageous love because it takes courage to overcome evil with good and to continue to witness to God's love in the face of some of life's most difficult circumstances and experiences. Let us pray. Blessed are you, good and generous God, for you give us life and all that we have. Help us to be as generous and forgiving as you are with us. May we appreciate all that you have given us, all that you have done throughout our lives. Today, Lord, we give thanks for all who have shown your ways by their love and generosity including extending hospitality to strangers and those who do harm and ill. We give thanks for all who give their lives in your service, remembering today those who seek to maintain worship in dangerous and difficult places. We pray for prison chaplains and prison visitors, and we remember those who are persecuted or imprisoned for their faith. And we pray for all who strive to love in areas of hatred or resentment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We ask your blessing, Lord, upon all who seek to bring peace and unity to our broken world. We pray for the work of the Red Cross and all relief agencies. We remember all who are suffering from natural disasters or war at this time. And we pray especially for those who have lost loved ones or who are separated from them and afraid. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, Lord, for the protection and love of our own homes. We ask your blessing upon those who are homeless or who have been taken into care And we pray for those who are lonely and those who are finding it difficult to cope on their own or do not know where they can turn at times of need and strife. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks for our own well-being, that in you, Lord, we are forgiven and free to live life to the full. We pray for all who are prisoners and those who are imprisoned by their own greed or unforgiving hearts. We remember those who are consumed with rage or violence and we pray for those who today are on our hearts and minds as they are ill at home or in hospital, especially those who are not at peace with themselves. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for the gift of life and the promise of life eternal. 
we remember in your presence the generosity of your saints and of our benefactors who are departed from us. May our loved ones who are gone from our sight rejoice with them in your glorious kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, you search us and know us. May we rely on you in strength and rest on you in weakness, now and in all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we share in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast Worship at Home. If you would like to receive weekly links to this podcast, do get in touch through the website Spotify for Podcasters or directly at revlucylun at gmail.com. Goodbye. <laughs>